Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 111 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's Custom Model Tools, and Return to Kit Form. I'm your host, Stuart Clark, and I'm once again joined by two awesome co-hosts, including our, our legal counsel, our man from the North Shore of Lake Erie, breathing in far too many foreign one-eighth kit resin dust, but thankfully the project is done, although you may still hear the odd cough from Mr. Jeff Highland. How are you, sir? I'm great. Doing fine. Doing fine. See, he he made it look like he uh, he locked up again, folks, on the video. Because <laughs> when we did the first take, he all of a sudden disappeared. I thought he was insulted. All right, and then I was. I was. Well, Let's be fair. Yeah, but what else He's is over new, right? Quick. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, that other familiar voice you hear. The voice of Gundam fans everywhere, or or at least in southwestern Ontario, with a with a little hint of armor spread in. Mister Anthony Goodman, how are you, sir? I'm wonderful. Hello, 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 hello. So, uh, Mister Measley was going to join us, but he was. Those of you a little bit later on, we have a pre-recorded interview. You're going to hear him hacking and coughing at some point. He's kind of a bit under the weather, so we recorded the interview on Monday, and we decided to give him a week off. Yes, right. we are. We are. We are that kind and 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 benevolent. All yeah, right. We don't want to take the risk of catching it, even if it's just over the electronic airwaves. Well, right? exactly. We know what that's like. We got to stay healthy because you know some shows are coming up and stuff like that. But first of all, mm-hmm. thanks to our latest Patreon supporters, Rick and Rob. And no, they're not. They're they're, they're not related. Two different sides of the country. But uh, you know, thanks for their ongoing donation and support to allow us to. Uh, a for hosting and all the new bells and whistles and things like that. You can be a supporter too at patreon.com forward slash scale model podcast. And uh, actually next week we're going to announce as part of the super secret super sanding blocks uh, contest. Next week's winner will be a Patreon supporter. So make sure you get signed up. Yeah. All right. Latest news, you know, we're recording this on Saturday, the 25th of February, which means it's just over a month until Heritage Con. And we are, I don't know about you guys, but I am getting absolutely pumped. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it, except uh, my work will be judged harshly. That's what I'm concerned about. Well, your work will be judged. You're going to win. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. It'll be just fine. That's, of course, the Musaru Cup judging nine podcasts all in the cage who will succeed we 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 have good we, we have good mojo and predictions for jeff anyway <laughs> no. speaking of speaking oh, of no, mo- no. Spe- <laughs> speaking of mojo our good friends the plastic model mojo they've announced they're going to be uh, making a speed dash up here they're going to be up here on the saturday they're going to be here sunday and leaving monday so it's going to be really exciting to have uh <laughs> Kentucky Dave and Mike up here. Uh, there's been some talk. We're definitely going to have them on our show, but there's also been some talk about a podcast Q&A 
in the auditorium, very similar to what Anthony and I did with, with Mr. Goldfinch uh, nice. a couple of years back. And maybe that's what they'll announce Jeff as the winner of, of, of the Musaru cup. Somebody's got to bring some honor back to our, uh, well, yeah, exactly. name. let's hope it's yeah, Jeff no, because no. I'm on deck next time. And, you know, you know, that's not going to be good, but you know. <laughs> depends on the kit. It's going to be yeah. one seven hundred with full PE. With full PE, yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be perfect. And as I say, oops, I ran over it on the on the first day. You no, know, it'll um, be it'll be the Yamato. That's what it'll be. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, think how many think perfect. how many times during the uh, during during all the uh, things I can say. Oh, you know, I can screw it up the name for the next year and My drive you nuts. Exactly. I can drive you nuts, nuts, exactly. So there's also going to be some other people there. The folks from uh, Fine Scale Modeler, Aaron, will be there. Um, I've also seen Panzermeister is going to be there doing a uh, Panzermeister nice. 36, doing a demo. Um, yeah. And a few other and a few other characters, which I'm sure we're going to get on the air. And, you know, it's it's going to be a good time. Absolutely good time. Um, you know, we'll, we'll basically watch Jeff dash over to Panda Hobbies. Yep. And, and you know, as as we pick up all the tools, all the tools first before the kits, and uh, of we'll, course, we'll... one of our uh, one of our dear friends and sponsors, uh, Sean's Custom Model Tools, will be there. They're going to be there as going. well. They're going to have a booth going. All sorts of good things. I did email Panda Hobbies about my uh, about my circle cutter, which I think Jeff sabotaged on the way back from last year's Heritage Con. Um, I think it's missing a, I think it's missing a spring. So I've written back. I'm waiting for a response from them. Oh. Hopefully I can get something there. It worked, it works not bad, but the little pin keeps falling out. And and from talking to some of the guys in the club, there's a little magnet that was supposed to come with it and it was not in there. So really? yeah, allow it to adjust. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So that's fine. I still it's think that terrible. I know. I still think Jeff, I still think Jeff sabotaged it, but that's a whole other story. Should let me have a look at it there, Stu, because uh I've got yeah. a whole slew of miniature magnets that we can yeah. put in there. I'll have a look. I'm waiting to hear a, I'm waiting to hear a reply back because basically it has the little thing with with the with the cutting tool. And then it's yeah. supposed to be adjustable and somehow stay in. There's a spring, but yes. the spring doesn't do anything. It just drops, drops right, right down. So there's huh. obviously something. And I yeah. was talking I to, know, on a bit night, I was talking to someone at the club and uh, Harold mentioned that, no, there's a, there's like a little magnet or something that keeps it in place. Because mine has a, like the blade sits loosely, right? Because it spins around as you rotate the, the cutting handle. Right. So, but it's not supposed to drop to right out. out. Yeah, but like you're not supposed to be, it's not just supposed to be, I think, gravity holding it. I'll have to. Yeah, you'll have to look. That's all right. I'm going to get right. mine out right now. All right, he's going to get his out and prove prove me wrong. But it doesn't, because what happens is it just, you know, it, I won't say it, it produces a very rough, rough cut. But it's okay, just, so it, it's a it bit will. Too, it will give an amazing cut. Now I, yeah. I think I have a different brand than you, but yeah, I, I think you have the shadow one. Yeah. yeah, so that's why that's why I know there's some slight differences, but we'll have a look at that. Anyway, moving on. What is that, saying? What is that saying? A poor craftsman blames his tools. Exactly. Whoa. Yes. Exactly. I know. See. See. You know, I'm going to mention that. You know, when we when when they have the result and the outside chance that you don't win, and bring shame and bring shame to the country. Yeah, that's know, it. That's I know. In his home, in his home, in our home show, you know. <laughs> anyway, next show, 103 days as of right now to Wonderfest, June 10th and 11th at the Crown Plaza Louisville Hotel. It's the return of the builders, Wonderfest 23, 40th Exciting. anniversary of Return of, R R Return of the Jedi. 
Uh, more guests announced, which is really awesome. So, oh, yeah. yeah, two in particular, Alan or Nick Tate, who played Alan Carter in Space 1999. He's going to mm-hmm. be there. And also a fan favorite artist, William Stout, 90 Years of Kong. He's got on his on his poster oh. as well. So, yeah. yeah, one of one of several guests going to be there. Um, you know, all tentative. Who else do we have? We have Lauren Peterson, Charlie Bailey, Kirk Thatcher, uh, Bill George. Uh, mm-hmm. Wesley Yuri and Kathy Coleman from Land of the Lost, uh, John Eves, you know, we all know that guy, um, Mr. Rick Sternbach from Star Trek, and uh, yeah, he'll be signing autographs, uh, model contest, all sorts of good fun. I know, uh, Mr. Goodman and uh, Mr. Measley are going to be making the trek down, yes. so we'll get some reports from there, and looks like it's going to be a lot of fun as always, right? Oh, Anthony? I'm looking for, oh, I'm, I'm, it's been a couple years, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I actually yeah. remember seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater. So I'm, I'm hoping old. there's lots of cool uh, Star Wars content. There's going to gonna be a out. lot. I'm sure there'll be an absolute, absolute ton as always, yeah. you know, and, you know, of course, our, our good friends at Cult TV, man, he he's going to be there as well. Yep. You know, it, with with all his his goodies there, lots of good announcements. We'll talk about them and them in a little while, but some of the other announcements. Um we mentioned the Nuremberg uh, Toy Fair last week. Uh, I got an email from our friends at Special Hobbies. They got the best of show for their 148th Cobra. Good for them. Yes. Yeah, so that was that was a kind of neat neat thing to see, which is like kind of an industry award. So that was that was nice to see. Model of the Year prize. I I apologize for their 140, which is a very attractive uh, attractive Cobra. Okay, moving on. Latest hobby announcements. Katero, Katero, you know, didn't someone pre-order a Spitfire? Was that you or Terry? Terry. Terry's Terry. pre-ordered it already. So the, he's going to get another bonus pre-order for the Spitfire 32nd scale Spitfire Mark Mark 1A. Um, he's going to be getting uh, some exhaust, some resin exhaust, or some 3D printed exhausts. Nice. Yeah, they're going to be it's nice. Fun. Normally worth twelve ninety nine. Mid and late exhaust for those three D printed. Um, the link I have shows some pictures of the packaging, some of the clear sprues, some of the molding. You know, this is going to be an absolutely gorgeous kit. Yeah, it will be. I I may have to get one. Uh, you know, come to the dark side. Well, you know, and it's kind of neat to see some big scale Spitfires. We have this one, of course, Matchbox released their Spitfire Mark Mark Nine. Uh, our local store, Brofdale, just just got them in stock i didn't get a chance to pop by today and have a look but they are available now in on this side of the pond all right uh wonder festival japan so this is the mid this is the festival mid mid january is this kind of similar to wonder fest basically anthony in the u.s it's the japanese version so i went to there's a summer and a winter and it's kind of like a trade show but also the public goes and it was it really blew my mind it was one of the the most amazing things i did when i was there i went to the i think it was the winter one yeah i think this is what this one is yeah it's huge it's at tokyo big site which is those kind of huge upside down inverted pyramid buildings oh yeah um it's okay It, it was so big it was insanely big and okay. uh, so all of the makers, like the manufacturers have their like display booths. And then there's like a huge contest. Um, there's tons and tons of vendors. Like just, it went on and on. It was really huge. I, I think I, I, I remember looking into this. I was wondering, well, Wonderfest, you know, happening in the States there. 
was it a coincidence did they just sort of mm. it's kind of makes sense right as yeah. a con name yeah. or was it a nod to that original Wonderfest thing and i think it might have been if i remember correctly it was something that just kind of happened sort of in tandem mm-hmm. Makes but sense. yeah it's a it's a huge show there, there's like the there's that shizuoka hobby show which is i think the biggest show in japan like in terms right. of like uh, that's when the companies do their big uh yearly announcements and and do all the hype and press for their their upcoming releases but mm-hmm. this show it was an awesome show i had a great time i got all kinds of cool goodies i remember i remember it clear as day it was a lot of fun well cult tv man had some pictures of some of the stuff they're going to be getting in on pre-order mm-hmm. a lot amazing. of nice a lot of nice looking figures frankenstein uh let's see metropolis the metropolis robot girl and her little orbs circles shall we say yeah uh jurassic park jurassic world dinosaurs uh gamera we've got we got an already i know one of these is going to sell for sure to at least one of our club members the revenge of the creature oh the creature from the black lagoon creature from the black lagoon yeah he's, yeah. Waiting, for he's waiting for that one yeah another godzilla like the, the yeah. kraken so again uh keep an eye at cult tv man uh you know, once they get more inf- information, they're going to take pre-orders. We'll, I'm sure we might see, maybe we'll see a couple of these at Wonderfest. A little bit more uh, news on that as we go. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of fans of the, these type of genres that kind of congregate there, I've noticed. Yeah. In the past. Um, also, Steve sent me, sent me this. Um, round two, they've upgraded the Millennium Falcon. Uh, this was originally announced in June 2021 at Wonderfest. Uh, the kit's now expected in late spring. This is the 172nd scale with a few upgrades. That's gonna, be a, some nice, that's gonna be a huge kit. Yep, that's that's some nice that's some nice looking uh D de- detail on that. Now would this be, be sorry, go ahead there, Jack. I was just gonna I was just gonna say, I mean, 172nd, that's the same scale as the, the fine molds one and the Bandai yep. grade and, and yep, frankly, 18 inches. And the fine molds one was reissued by Ravel. That's yeah. Long yeah. This is this is the one that's going to be. This is from this was from the original Star Wars: A New Hope. Basically, okay. this is the kit they've done with some upgraded parts. So would this uh, be like the Ravel or the MPC kit? I'm not sure, but they've what got new. It's all new parts. Bunch of all new parts. Uh, reissue. Yeah, will feature updated parts, including accurate sidewall sensor additions, engine grill. So they've. It's an original mold with a bunch of new. A bunch okay. of new stuff. So uh sixty nine ninety nine on a pre order registration. And that's just a, looking at the pictures, there's no way it's the fine molds one for sure. Yeah. Uh, well that price like, point seventy yeah. bucks for a new seventy second scale kit, like it's it's you yeah. know, it's probably gonna be an easier build, but less detailed. Yeah, they yeah. definitely be, they they show some of the parts, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. details certainly looking better on that. So I think I paid I paid seventy bucks for uh, um on the secondhand market for a Bondi 141 to 144 mm-hmm. scale Falcon. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, that that's a newer kit. Yeah, um, that's a good price too. I Yeah, I thought it was a great deal. Um, and I'm looking forward to building that. And it, even in that scale, it's half scale of this, and it was still a really decent size. So it kind of... Well, this, the 172nd is behind me. It's huge. It's, yeah. it's big. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a big awesome. it, it's a big size. Yeah, so that'll be exciting for people. Mm-hmm. It's, um, a weathering, it's a weathering project, just on, yeah. on steroids. It's exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just made for weathering. 
All right, on to the armor modelers, particular Canadian armor modelers. We're very pleased about this announcement from Geico. Uh, they're releasing a Ram Kangaroo and a Badger in 35th scale. So these are based on Sherman chassis. Um, the Ram Kangaroo is basically an armor personnel carrier built into a Sherman chassis. So you basically take a Sherman, take the turret off, add a couple of seats, and there you go machine gun mounted machine gun and you have a way to transport the troops uh the kangaroo has a flamethrower uh mm. so again you take a turn you take a sherman take the turret off put a lid on put a smaller machine gun turret on and a flamethrower out 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 the front end for barbecue deadly uh, yeah so sorry i shouldn't say a sherman it's the priest actually the ram kangaroo replaced oh, okay. the priest in the army service yeah so the priest was the, the hole for that and then for the flamethrower was based off the sherman um so yeah these were uh you know i know uh from what i've heard from a few on the forums already the canadian armor modelers will be very happy some awesome. nice photo etch looks uh full full interior uh including the engine so yeah Looks looks That's very kind of a cool cool look. I mean, it's nice to see something different. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm not uh, sure the last time when these were built by any manufacturer, but I do know there is some excitement about these. So probably not... only in the form of a kit conversion or a resin or something. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I know. Like I said, I'm not an armor guy, but uh, our our listeners can tell us. So that's it's really nice. It looks yeah. really. Nice. The interior looks fantastic. Yeah, that looks that looks very nice. Um, ICM brand new catalog out. You know, fighting the war and uh, helping helping Ukraine in that. Couple of interesting new new things there. I know one thing that was exciting a lot of people is the B twenty six Invader in one forty eight scale. Um, you know, their catalog they say they have sixty eight all new items, including a lot of Ukrainian armored vehicles. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be impressive. I'm just looking at the Ukrainian vehicles. The yeah, two Ukrainian MRAP class armored vehicle. Man, that would be that would be an interesting diorama uh, opportunity. Yeah, a lot of figures. Just yeah, a lot of good stuff here. A lot of good stuff. And what's nice is they identify what's a new mold and what's not. Yeah. So so again, yeah, the B twenty six B Marauder, uh one forty eighth, all new molds. You know why you know why that that came out is because Ian from on the bench started building a very old monogram one last year that needed a lot of work. So he's probably almost done, which means of course they'll someone will release a state of the art one. That's what that's what Ian's for though. I mean Yeah, I know. He he helps us the he helps the hobby by building old kits. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a K, you know what, he'll like this, a KI-21 uh, 1B Sally in 148th, all new molds. They have a 1A and a 1B. The 1B is the new mold one. Uh, let's see what else here. A lot of figures. Big JU-88 missile <laughs> uh -huh. with an MU-109. That'd be large. Oh, and of course, the Sikorsky Sikorsky CH-54, that big, that big monster we've already been talking about, 135th scale. Wow. Yeah. I, I built a like the Ravel 80s boxing of, of uh, the, the Sikorsky Sky Crane. I'm mm -hmm. loving that kit. It was really neat. Oh, it's a monster. Yeah, this one's going to be it's huge. Uh, they're also releasing an AH-1G Cobra, the late production attack helicopter in 135th. I built that. I built the Matchbox molding that in 72nd scale. It's a neat little thing. Mm -hmm. Even in 35th, it's not going to be that, that big. There's uh, one here you haven't mentioned that I must admit it got my attention. It's the 132nd, 100% new mold, 132nd Henschel HS-123A. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep, um, a little biplane. It's kind of a cool looking little little yep. plane. It doesn't have a lot of rigging on it. It's it's you know heavily reinforced with the, yep. with the struts. But uh, that's a that's kind of a cool plane with its yep. fast and everything. Yep. I could do that. I'm I'm getting more into it. one thirty second as I get older. So there you go. Mm-hmm. They also have an I I sixteen Type Ten with Chinese pilots. The model yeah. and just just below that, that's a good size too. Very similar size. And three uh, training biplanes is it, yeah. in one 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 thirty second. Yeah, that's interesting. And in one in one kit, interesting. Yeah, that's it. Really interesting. Different yeah. approaches. Different approaches. Well, ICM's always come out with slightly different things. You know, so I do like that. it's yeah. kind of cool. Uh, you got this. You got the German World War II staff car in one thirty fifth, a soft top. Pretty cool. The Cabriolet. Uh, yep. So all sorts of things. Just nice. waiting for. Yep. Oh, German. Oh, yeah. Here's the here's the Christopher Cutter, the World War II German multi-purpose boat, in one to one one four four. Yeah, that's kind of fun. A midget submarine, some diorama be, sets. The one forty four boat that'll be good for railroad model railroaders yep. too. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, some other paint sets. So, yeah, lots of exciting things coming out from ICM. Good for them. All right. Uh, I saw this one on ScaleMates, and I again, I had to make note of this because of 3D printing and that. Mm-hmm. A 3D printed Norden bombsite in all the big scales, 72nd, 48th, and 32nd scale. Because a lot of those, and when a lot of World War II bombers, they got that giant glass nose, and the bombsite mm-hmm. was, was pretty clear to see. So it's nice to see someone doing one, and this one looks absolutely gorgeous. That looks amazing. And you get yeah, three. Be... Yeah, you, you you get three. So, so the seventy well, second. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sec two and one forty eighth and one thirty second. Yeah, but this looks very nice. Which makes sense. They're going like volume of resin or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the so, price yeah. isn't bad either. Eight euros for three one seventy two scale and yep. 12, twelve for the thirty second. Yeah, for two of them. Yeah, and Brett, Brett Brett Green likes it a lot over at Hyperscale. So he gave a he gave a nice a nice review. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'll be nice for the World War Two bomb makers. We've got a few guys in our club that build, you know, World War Two bombers. We'll have to mention that to them. Yeah, it looks really nice. It looks very crisp, which is. Yes. What, what more can you ask for these days? Right? Exactly. It looks a lot better than the 3D printed resin that I was working with recently. So. Well, I know, but we're gonna. Well, we are going <laughs> to talk about that. I know. I know. We're gonna. We're we're gonna talk about that. Okay. Well, Special hobbies. Uh, their new announcements: the Sab Vigan, the trainer, the two seat trainer, and one forty eighth. Ah, I love the Vigan. It's a nice size. Uh, the. P40 Warhawk or Kitty Hawk, the four-gun model in 172nd scale, uh, a DB8A, that's in 72nd. The Airspeed Oxford, the gunner, the gunner trainer in 148th. Unusual subject. Not many yeah. people make it, so I know they'll sell. There'll be people that are just clamoring for that. It fascinates me how this hobby this has, how many of these obscure subjects are coming out now? Yeah. I mean, it, it's yep. really kind of interesting. Well, uh, but you know what? Our last story in this section, I talk a little bit about that because they kind of go behind the scenes of a more obscure subject and and what the writer thinks is the logic is. So, yeah, good. Nope. Excellent point. Yeah. Uh, BF109E1B, an engine for the Tempest Mark II, the Centraris engine for the mm-hmm. Special Hobby and Edward kits. A very unique looking. And look at that. That is just gorgeous. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful. Bops and everything, the old Centaurus engine, yep. Uh, then we've got an A17 awesome. DB8 mask, the machine gun for various things, 3D printed. This is one I like, a PT weapon boat set, the Mark 50 rocket launcher in 172nd. <laughs> and also the Mark IV Orlikan Cannon. Uh, they've released a bunch of stuff for the 72nd scale PT boats because there's about three or four kits now on that scale. Um, just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, 3D printed 2,000 pound bomb with a conical fin assembly. So yeah, all sorts of, all awesome. sorts of, all sorts of goodies. Um, yeah. So speaking of the PT boats, I do mention the CMK sets. So yeah, the CMK sets. For the 172nd PT-109, 160, and the 579-188 by Ravel. So you get life raft, twin weapon sets, torpedo tube doors, depth charges. Okay, know, yeah, all sorts to make it pretty. 37-millimeter auto cannon. Those kits, are, those kits are pretty, uh, like the Ravel PT yeah. kits. I think they're pretty... Uh... What's what's the term I'm looking for? They're definitely the original. Uh, the original needs some help. They did release a newer yeah. one not long ago. I think that's the okay, five seventy nine five eighty eight. Pretty basic. People, pretty basic. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, the original ones were old molds, but I know the new one got some fairly good reviews. Oh, they've, nice. they've certainly stepped it up a bit, and looks like they're going to work on some more. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and and again, they're 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 an excellent size. I remember building the PT one and I when I was a kid, and yeah, it was very basic. Yeah. But so, it was it was good fun. You were thinking about Mikhail's Navy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when 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 doing that. What, right? a, so, what about that classic the the film with JFK in it, right? The PT one. Yeah. 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 Yep. Exactly. So, <laughs> few of those. Okay. This is the this is the piece I was talking about here. Uh, DN models. So Trumpeters finally releasing the TBD one Devastator torpedo bomber mm -hmm. in one thirty second scale. Um, you know, it it was announced a couple of years back, but they're finally putting it out. Um, and it's it's interesting because again, the author here has a little bit of the background. Like you think, you know, this is very rare. And this day, competition's fierce. Many more players in the market, and some giant leaps make forty-eight scale very competitive uh, for the detailing in that. Um, but you know, if you think about because this aircraft, they only had one hundred and thirty planes produced. You know, they didn't make that many. It was, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the Battle of Midway and how many shots shot down in that, but it drove, the, it brought the Japanese fighters down to the surface so the dive bombers could do their devastating attack, sinking three carriers. You know, yeah, and, but I don't think I don't think it's linked to the number of planes built. I mean, if that was the case, the SR seventy one would be true. True, but it, it's it's a rarer thing, right? You know, so and this is what they're trying to say, but they're saying, you know, modelers love this stuff. Um, you know, and there's some older kits. Plane. Yep, it, it's got the, the, the huge, you know, greenhouse canopy stuff that uh, that allows you to show off all your work in the interior. And exactly. It's got the yellow wings with the red. I think it's colorful. Yeah. Bird. Wings yeah. You're going to see a few of these on the tables, I'm sure. But it was an interesting write-up that DN yeah. models models did about this, so it's worth a read. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. They yeah. sort of mentioned the term a, a boutique aircraft. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> right away, I I thought of if these things are if they're kits that are being put together and produced from 3d printing then like that's the that's the time and place you they could be on demand right or yep. if somebody comes up oh some obscure plane or a prototype or something like that and they can say hey you know what i'm gonna make money off each one i make because they're gonna be paid for in advance mm -hmm. or i only have to print the ones that are have been ordered but this is yeah. a full-on plastic shot kit yep. and, yeah uh, this is 
Has there not been a Devastator before? Uh, Great Wall did one in 148. I don't think there's been anyone in this in this scale. This is yeah. why it's it's the people that love it are looking forward to it. Um, yeah, so, old, or was it Aurora No Monogram did an old one, ancient one, but uh, I'm not sure if it was 148 or 172nd. It would have been one of the yeah the classic yeah. scales. Yeah, it would have yeah. been one of the old older ones. I'm just gonna see here what I can find for it. I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, that there was some very, the... there was some very old ones, like yeah. back the in monogram. the 40s. Oh. Yeah, like back in the 40s. Let me just see what I can find here. Well, there's there was the the monogram one isn't that far back. It was okay. Good. There's was... only one in there's only one in one thirty second scale. And that's this one. Yeah, everything else here. If I look up Devastator and Kits, you've got uh, Ace Whitman, made out of wood, 1941, wow. 1942, uh, 127th scale. Uh, yeah, Bandai <laughs> Monogram, 1976, they did the 48th one. Okay. Uh, and then Great Great Wall, they did one, uh, looks like around 2012 in 48. They did a float plane. They've done a few. It was all new. It was a brand new tool in 2012. Um, yeah, Hasegawa re-released the Ravel one. Okay. Yeah, basically. So be yeah. a product of its time for sure. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, the original Devastator was like an old kit, the old the old monogram one. But this is the first time we've seen one in 132nd. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people excited about that. So that'll be good. Well, great time and to be a modeler, right? We it is. Really we are cool in the subjects. golden age. We are in the golden age. Yep. Okay. Moving on to our good friends at Scalemates. Full kits, new releases. I know. I know. Jeff's. Jeff's going to love this one. The North American for February twenty fifth. The North American LRV from AMP, and the mic and the Micromer, the XB fifty one. The fifty one. The XB fifty one always attracted me because it's yep. such an like it's an, a weird thing to have the engine pods on the bottom of the plane sucking up all the dirt yep. from the yep, exactly yeah that'll be interesting of course we can't forget the oh6 hel hel helicopter amp yeah. and 148th and 132nd moving down to the 24th a lot of announcements new tools from trumpeter an absolute ton we'll probably have to cover some of them off next show a lot of surface to air missiles iron dome air defense system well, look at them all. wow yeah. Look at them all. Oh, and a UH-1B Huey from Trumpeter in 135th. And the M55 self-propelled how howitzer from I Love Kit in one in 135th. Yeah, a lot of good armor there. Yep. Moving on to the 23rd, the Academy DH-64E in 135th. Look at other Tiger 1. Yeah, look at another Panther. Oh, I know. But see, this is the new Panther. Look, so people, another Doodlebug Texaco uh, yep. gas truck. Yeah, but see the Panthers, the, the KF. Yep, the Panthers, the KF fifty one. It's the new one. It's yeah. not the old Panther. Now this one I love. How about the Schneider SG thirty eight the glider? But it's a stripped yeah. down version. Look at the tiny scale. They got a euro oh, coin man. to side. Wow. The damn thing. Nice. Okay. And then we've got some sort of mech. It's an Evangelion. Evangelion. Yeah. Multi-purpose humanoid humanoid decisive right? weapon artificial human. So that's a real, this is quite interesting because uh, traditionally that, that's a really landmark series. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it was a huge deal. It came out in the mid nineties. Right. And uh, even today it's a hugely popular series and has a whole slew of movies and the models were made by Bondi. So this is interesting. Well, it's it's like Ming has got, a, Ming's got the license now. Yeah. yeah. And then this, this was, um this was a sort of a landmark series in North America and the U S as well. People, it was broadcast here and a lot of people were introduced to sort of anime and cool uh mecha 
genre science fiction shows through this so this is quite interesting that's a different company has picked up the excellent. license to do it excellent yeah, it's a no, big this deal. will be good okay february 22nd the venom night fighter from pilot replicas i know some people really like 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 the venom mm -hmm. uh, yeah, a few cool more thing. 3d printed from a company Mm -hmm. these are all 3d printed looks like i don't know if they're the actual kit or you just get the patterns but various buggies and that desert uh -huh. patrol vehicle looks fine yeah, i know yeah yeah that's, that's a small 70 second scale for that's all a this. tiny I wonder, that's tiny yeah what are that's they going for going for game is it gamers that are going to use it could be gaming yep hmm. Gaming, um and it, it kind of corresponds down from ajm models they've got 70 second a lot of japanese various artillery and tow tow things mm -hmm. and they're also coming out with hms prince robert in 1945 1 the hmc sorry hmcs prince robert and the prince david so prince roberts was an anti-aircraft cruiser serving in the canadian navy and prince david was a landing ship infantry so again what the, hell is, what the hell is bell yro 10 liberty bell look at that from enhanced models. It looks like it's a UFO or something. Yeah, some sort of sci-fi thing. It does look like a, like a, yeah. yeah Bell. Looks yeah, like, what... it looks like someone, it looks like an alien captured a Gemini capsule and then made some modifications to it and threw it back. It looks, it looks like a, a UFO from the Jerry Anderson show. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. To avoid copyright and trademark violation. Yeah, it could be, something like that. Diff it's different, it's different supposed to be design. one of those, those, um, like, um, prototype uh black black um you know u.s military flying saucer kind of yeah, creations black, or whatever black 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 projects i'm just trying to see if i can find anything maybe else about it balloon. maybe that's what it is that must be it that must be it how yeah. long is it going to be before we see weather balloons up on the on the tables at the shows like i want oh, to hold one. Oh, i assure you because you know i'm gonna have a yf-22 with a kill marking we're gonna talk about that in a little while too mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty yeah, I gotta look this cool. thing up. This is wild. Yeah. All right. So that's pretty well what's been happening at, at Scalemates. So always good. Now, speaking of something else awesome, we're going to talk about our good friends at Cult TV, man, and see all the exciting, hear about all the exciting things they have. And then right after that, we're going to have an interview with Vince Hoffman. So this is a buddy of Terry's lives out in California. And you've heard us talking about his uh his chris chris craft chris craft yep. chris craft chris craft uh boat wooden model boat that's absolutely gorgeous um so we're just going to go straight into the interview right after that so here we go more exciting things coming from cult tv man and cult tv man shop.com first of all uh their sneak peek of chronos one the 1 350th klingon battlecruiser from polar lights as featured in the uh movie star trek 6 this is an upgrade to the katinka kit a lot of added detail there's going to be a photo etch set available as well as a light kit that can be used in either Kronos One or the Katinga uh, on their website at cultTVman.com. They do have the early test shots, and you can pre-order for a mid-2023 delivery. Uh, there may be delays, but they're hoping not. This just looks absolutely fabulous, the uh, built-in shots. that uh, You can pre-order it for $125.99. 
uh, with your reservation right now and you save 10 bucks by doing that so that's good also a sneak peek uh, the MPC uh, 125th scale Batmobile with new figures of the Penguin and Catwoman comes with the bonus parts including the umbrella for those of you who remember that uh, TV episode where uh, they stole the Batmobile so a lot of other stuff coming new from MPC you can also pre-order that one from the Colt TV Man Hobby Shop and that will be a pre-order of $37.99 for delivery in the early 2023 in the spring so make sure you check that out lots of other new stuff coming in pre-orders we got Bella Lugosius Dracula 1-8 scale from X Plus the Revenger of the Creature from the Black Lagoon 1-8 scale uh, again from X Plus uh, X Plus also Jurassic Park T Park T Rex sorry and Malcolm Diorama 135th scale as well um, as well as of course the Chariot from Lost in Space we've mentioned that before so lots of good deals some awesome things coming out as always so make sure you check them out at cult tv man and cult tv man shop.com and tell them the scale model podcast sent you all right here we are in the interview section of the scale model podcast and once again terry who is our official finder of the stars we're just going to call him that um he's managed to get us an interview with uh someone very special with a very special kit which we've talked about so take it away terry yeah so uh those of you who've been following along um occasional updates on the podcast will know uh vince hoffman vince hoffman has been working on this big uh chris craft runabout kit uh i found at the uh, 29 or 2020 uh, Cincinnati model show for a hundred bucks. That's right. It's been sitting there since the 1980s, waiting for some love, and <laughs> Vinny gave it some love. <laughs> Welcome, Vinny. Thank you. Thanks, Terry. It yeah, is beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely stunning. So, is there a rough? What is the rough scale of this? And we're going to have lots of photos and and stuff so, like that. So, this is one eighth scale. It's um, it's a 24 foot runabout kit of uh, Chris Craft 1930s era. Um, Dumas did an absolutely fantastic job of replicating the real boat. Uh, it scales perfectly. Um, everything everything is right on par with with uh, the photos I've seen of, of restored boats. Um, and yeah, they are they are still around. Um, this kit, what makes it very special, uh, is that. It's still available today, and it costs $460 or more at the hobby shops. Hmm. And being able to find this kit in such pristine condition for $100, um, uh, I, you just can't turn this down. I probably would have bought it alone on my own yeah. just, just just to resell it. But uh, <laughs> honestly, reinforcing that box and shipping it off to California where it would actually make its way to the water was, was possible. <laughs> yep. I've been looking for a kit like this for many, many years. And, and my buddy Terry came through. Yeah. So I, I started this model back in uh, September last year. It was a fall project. When the weather starts getting cold, I start to hunker down and look for something that's going to keep me busy for a while. And um, I love nothing more than, um, making sawdust every once in a while. So, <laughs> so this is, uh, this is an all wood kit. Um, it's got a six volt motor. It's radio controlled. 
Um, I added lights. Um, if you can see on the inside, you can turn it on by hitting the little stick shift right down here. Right. Uh, that turns it on. And then um, I actually picked up some lights from a friend of mine up in Portland, Oregon, um, Amy Ng. She wow. does she does resin casting, and so she mm -hmm. she casts some beautiful uh, resin lights for the for the bow. And I used I used a, uh, a clear white bead for the for the stern light. You can see oh, it yes. lit up. Yeah, very yes. cute, very nice. I, can't get the whole boat in the in the frame here. That's all right. It's, it's bloody huge. I see you had it out. I see you had it out in the water too a couple of days ago. Yes, I finally got the electronics figured out, um, and it, it wasn't difficult actually. I knew what the problem is. I just didn't do it. So it was a matter of getting seven point two volts to the speed controller, which then was able to let the system power up. And um, yeah, so I ran out down in Newark with uh, a, a local group of of RC boat friends mm -hmm. and we just had a had a fantastic time looks uh, absolutely it, it, looks absolutely gorgeous i see your i see your feline assistants also getting attention <laughs> in the camera behind we have to ask cuz i'm a cat owner what's the feline assistant's name his name is Flynn and Flynn. he's 4 4 years old 18 pounds he's a rescue and Aww. he's He's a marshmallow. <laughs> He's a, yeah, that's like ours, you know, and they always want to help. So nothing uh -huh. wrong with that. So tell us a bit more about the actual the actual kit, because, you know, most of our listeners obviously are more into plastic than wood. What are some of the challenges you have working with an actual organic material like like wood and stuff like that? Um, it's less forgiving. But at the same time, you've got a lot of scraps you can work with. So if you mess up a piece, you can you can normally <laughs> piece together another one. Um, these these kits are made from very thin laminates of of mahogany mm -hmm. um, over eighth inch birch plywood. So you so the frames are built up using eighth inch plywood. Um, there's an underlayment of eighth inch plywood, and then all the skins are this 16th inch mahogany wood. And because it's so thin, like I said, it's not very forgiving. So you really have to be careful with, with your cuts and with your sanding and with your finishing uh, to make sure that everything um, looks right. So power tools are not this, uh, not, not a good thing to use on, on a model like this with such mm -hmm. thin tolerances. Um, Challenges. Um, finishing is always a challenge, especially when you're doing a bright finish like this. So the the hull is actually fiberglass coated. You can see some of the variations in the fiberglass. It's it's very oh, difficult yeah. to get it to lay down flat on a compound curve. But but um, the 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 fiberglass is to give the hull um, structural strength and also to make it water watertight and um, just give it um, um, strength against collisions because you're always going to run into other things out there on the pond, other boats <laughs> or or the sides of the pond. Um, you know, you never know. So um, the, the top is all bright finished. Um, I love finishing mahogany. It, it, it 
creates this beautiful golden hue. Um, what I what I like especially for for mahogany is is varnish. Mm -hmm. So this is a varnish that I use on my boat. Oh yeah, a spar varnish, just an actual boat finish. Yeah. Is it okay? Yes. Yeah. And varnish has a natural amber color, which complements mahogany beautifully. Mahogany has sort of a reddish to, a hue to it. Uh, the varnish goes on. Um, it's very thick. Uh, the first coats on any wood finish needs to be thinned by about half because what you're trying to do is get the finish to soak into the wood, mm -hmm. to preserve the wood. And then once it cures, uh, it polymerizes and the wood becomes that much more stronger. Um, most people, and I've done this myself, put on one coat of finish and it looks nice and they're happy with it and they walk away. A little bit more effort will give you 100% more mm -hmm. finish and, and more beauty. So after the first coat, the, the grain is going to raise up a little bit. So you sandpaper or what I like to use is four aught steel wool. Um, that way you can get in there and you can do a, do a fine sand of all the corners, all the crevices. Um, once you take the, the grain down a little bit, then vacuum it, clean it, get all the dust off, put down a second coat, and you'll notice an amazing difference between the two. The, the second coat will bring out the color more, uh, it'll lay down and become smooth. Um, and just after three or four coats of doing the same thing, a light sanding and, a, and another coat of the varnish or whatever your preferred finish is, um, you'll end up with a surface that's absolutely silky to touch mm -hmm. and absolutely and that's, that's just fine woodworking. If you're making cabinets, if you're doing framing or anything like that, you know, you got to do the same thing. You that's true. And you are sanding in between each one. Wow, I'd, I'd recommend that that process for any wooden base you want to make. I do that right. for wooden bases for my model kits. Um, right. do a, just a few coats. Well, that's one of the things I, I noticed with some of the final pictures, just the the quality of the finish. And, you know, and it, 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 it kind of struck me when you're in the build process and Terry was sending us some links. And, you know, you have African and Honduras mahogany planks and trims. Yes, um, birch plywood for you know so it's it's amazing to see the difference in the contrast and you know just like the real craft would have and just just absolutely gorgeous yeah it's stunning just absolutely stunning so you were mentioning other kits what other kits do you build um i build everything i like to build science fiction um i like uh i dabble in uh, radio control boats every once in a while mm -hmm. Um, I am currently, this is, this is Flynn. Yes, I see <laughs> Flynn there. There you go. I'm, I'm currently working on um, the Mars liner oh. from Glencoe. Yes. Um, this was part of the 24-hour build that I participated in a, last mm -hmm. month that I yep. didn't quite finish. Um, so I'm building a second one. Because I learned from this one, I'm going to build a good one. Uh, <laughs> nice. Very good. Yes. Very good. So so that's on my bench. And I also have a B-Wing 
that oh. is very nice in primer right now. So it's a bunch of parts right now. So this is that's next up on the on the paint list. So, very good. Like any good modeler, I have more than one thing going at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, we all seem to have that habit, don't we? Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, no, just absolutely gorgeous. And we look forward to seeing some more pictures and, and stuff and stuff like that when it's uh, when it's done in that. Because, yeah, it's it's, you know, the original wooden ships in that, you know, that's where a lot of the hobby started before plastic. So it's really good to see that it's still alive and well. Mm -hmm. And that Chris Craft, it, it just glides in the water watching the videos on that and it's 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 moving pretty good yeah it's you know it's like a speedboat but it's it's moving really nicely and just the wake is so smooth off of it um, exactly from the pictures i've seen it appears to be moving at scale speed so i'm okay. happy with it yeah. good. good good that's a as long as you're happy that's definitely what 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 counts so what you know um we just mentioned what's on your bench uh, which is a standard question we we ask. But uh, one other one we always ask of our guests is, where do you see the hobby? And you can decide whether it's wooden boats or plastic or whatever. Where do you see the hobby in uh, in five to 10 years? I'm a little pessimistic on that, to be honest okay. with you, mm -hmm. because the more I go to hobby contests, model contests, um, plastic IPMS, um, the fewer young people I see um the and the fewer people in general so i'm i'm not sure where the hobby is going to end up uh i don't think it gets enough uh publicity to be honest with you and um i i i i see a lot of radio control that's been really uh going up in popularity mm -hmm. in the past 10 years mostly park flyers um foam aircraft um but I see the hobby going more towards out-of-the-box type of models. I, I know the, uh, the, the, the model kit companies experimented with pre-paints for a while there to get younger people in. Um, and and I, I, I say that because a lot of younger people, and I say this about myself sometimes, um, just want instant gratification. And, you know, Sometimes I do too. I just want to sit down. I just want to, I don't want to mess with all the complexities. Uh, but I, I, I see that as a trend, um, less, less of an art form, more of uh, instant gratification, like I said. So, so I, I like to think that, that the plastic model hobby is going to continue. I see a lot of new plastic models on the market. Uh, it's it's amazing that uh, what I what I see that's new and when I go to the hobby shops as far as you know, the standard fare military vehicles and airplanes just keeps coming out and they just mm -hmm. keep getting better and better. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm 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 cautiously optimistic that in ten years we're still going to see the same quality. I'm 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 rambling a little bit here and I'm and I'm thinking as I'm talking. I also see a lot more 3D printing. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely going to be become become more prevalent uh, in the next 10 years. People have access to inexpensive 3D printers. 
that can produce some really nice work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as opposed to a, a person uh, going to a hobby shop and purchasing, say, an update kit for whatever model they're working on, they may just um, find somebody who's already created the model and print it themselves. So, so that is is definitely uh, has changed the uh, the small kit market in the last ten years. Uh, I've seen the uh, the the kits move away from handmade resin garage kits to 3d printed garage kits and i have to say the quality is is astounding um and i'm 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 not afraid to buy something that's that's been 3d printed if i if i can see it up close and and know that it's Mm -hmm. a good kit Mm -hmm. but uh that's where i think things are going yeah yeah excellent excellent points well, we're going to let you go because uh, the other thing we know is you're also the cook in the family. And looking at your Facebook page, I'm hungry. I'm hungry now. Um, so, no, I understand that entirely. But we really appreciate you uh, having you on the podcast. And we hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get you back on uh, for a longer period of time and keep an eye on what 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 else you're up to. Because, uh, yeah, based on that, that that you know, that, that boat is just absolutely gorgeous again, you. just, you know, and, and thanks to Terry for making sure he, he was able to get it, get it, get it out there for you. It's great to see, uh, great to see somebody out there playing with their models. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. That's, that's what it's all about. Yep. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you again, Vince, for joining us. Thank you, Stuart. Thanks, Terry. Thank you, Vince. All right. Two great interviews. Uh, Absolutely fun. Okay, what's on that the boat? That, that that boat is gorgeous. He's done a yeah. beautiful, yeah, beautiful job. guy. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, slow and steady progress on the bullfighter and the mechs. Um, as I lightened to last time, real life. My father-in-law has been sick, and we're having to take care of his place, and just life in general has just been very, very busy. So, thank goodness for our club Wednesday night build nights over Zoom, because that's about the only time I seem to have to work on it but uh yeah making some making some progress got some painting in um i'll include some pictures of of both of them um that looks great Stuart. That's really thank you along. thank you yeah no it's been good fun getting back into those and mm-hmm. i'm trying which to resist the urge which one are you working on there Steve? i'm working on the 148 bowfighter and the yeah. mechs these are clan mechs um catalyst oh. game has the license now Okay. So I was at a game chamber before Christmas and they had a nice mm-hmm. four pack and they have a few more and I am resisting the urge because I need more mech miniatures like I need a hole in my head. I've been playing battle mech since it first came out. Yes, I'm that oh, old wow. kids. So <laughs> yep, slow and slow and steady, but more just like I say, getting ready, getting the podcast planned for the show. And uh we're working on uh, both Jeff and I are heavily involved in the uh, Southwestern Ontario scale model show happening in September, our club show. Uh, you're going to be hearing some more news about that in the, in the upcoming weeks and months. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been working on. Okay. And then, and now we have from the North shore of Lake Erie, where you can barely see through the, through the resin plastic, whatever dust it was made from Jeff. Yeah. It's been, it's been, well, I finally finished. I mean, we have talked about this a couple of times and in early December, uh, our club was contacted by the jet aircraft museum of london which is a small museum but it's still it's kind of a neat one and they had a couple of uh, 118th scale 3d uh, printed uh kits that they wanted built and they, you know, they're 
they had they were just looking for somebody who would build them for them. So I foolishly volunteered to do it. And <laughs> sorry, these, I had to get that out of my way. These are not resin printed kits. These are huge. It's a it's a it's a, like a T bird, a CT one thirty three Canadian version of a T thirty three, and a CF one sixteen D, which is a Canadian version of a T thirty eight Talon. And they these things are huge. They're they're designed to be ceiling hangers, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the printing was awful, awful. I mean the printing was uh, FDM, I guess it's called, and, and it, it's layered, it's done by layering, uh, and, and you wind up with a lot of ridges, a lot of seams, the detail disappears very quickly, and it, I got them the first to second week of December, and I've spent the last the two and a half months almost nonstop trying to turn them into something presentable, and I finally finished, and we'll, we'll have some pictures in the show notes. Um, and while we were doing it, we were talking the last time about it, and Steve Solvay, who's the editor for IPMS Canada's publications, was listening to our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he heard me say that I might be interested in writing a piece for IPMS uh, if, if they were interested. That was and your mistake was, right there. You know he's going to jump all over you when you say that. There's the That's mistake. the fun part. You know, it, it, was, uh, it was great because he... he Literally, that the next day he sent me an email with a whole outline of his ideas for this piece, <laughs> and it was great. He was he was great. So, uh, I, and I was kind of pumped to do it, and so I started writing it. And I, I wrote it with most of it within about a day, mm-hmm. and then he's been edited, and it's it's pretty much done. I just need to get out to the museum and take a picture of the museum for it. Yeah, and put it on the front of it because it's the the idea of the piece is to promote amongst our our fellow modelers the idea of building not just for your own collection, but building for a broader audience, building for a museum or a veterans group or any kind of libraries, charities, you name yeah. it. And, and it, was a, it was a fantastic article. I managed to see a preview. Yeah, I kind of see a few of your thoughts, and I'm glad yeah. to thank, thank you for that. I really enjoyed it, and, and I kind of, as I said, I like writing as much, almost as much as I like uh, modeling. And uh, so it was great. It was great to get that done. But getting those two done... Um, it's one thing, and then the next one on my list is the Musaru Dam Cup thing. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? You said Musaru Cup, right? Not Musaru Dam Cup. Well, that would angle the judges from the first one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very, it's traumatic. It's trauma-inducing because you don't don't want to screw it up and make it look. You know, you want to make it at least make the team proud, or at least not be embarrassed. And I've been seeing on Facebook um, some of the other stuff that the, the other guys are doing, and some of it's amazing. Some of it's just they're just really high quality not stuff. as good as yours no i'm just saying that uh well we just we, we gotta we gotta keep saying that because you know then it will be in the ins- and the judging team subconscious yeah that's that, that maybe that's what it is exactly yeah, so uh so i i i you know you guys know i mean you can get to a point on a model and you just you're not sure if you're done you could probably keep working it forever but yeah you just you just burned out of it and and i'm kind of there now and mm-hmm. i so i started taking pictures uh, last couple of days, and today I did a few more. And while I was doing it, I managed to break the tail off. Perfect. <laughs> what project is incomplete without like somehow smashing it? Something, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Before battle, you show battle it off. damage, battle damage. <laughs> I keep telling them. So I finished that, and then in the meantime, the last club meeting, Stuart heard, and, and again, we at the last podcast or one of our meetings, I mentioned I'd never made a mech. And so he gives me one from his collection. This is uh, DJ, I think it's called. You you called it, Anthony. I, I wasn't sure yeah. how to pronounce it. DJ? 
DJ, yeah. yeah. And it's an old Bandai 1144th scale Mac. And I'm just putting it together now as a guilt-free, you know, palate cleanser. It's it's great. I'm not sure if I got that from you, Anthony, or I got it at one of the one of the swap meets. Sure. I I don't remember, yeah. but uh, I know you classic. saw it, and yeah, you said that, and you know, I figured, hey, Jeff will love it. You know, we'll we'll, we'll, sp- we'll bring him over to the dark side. I'm really sure. enjoying it, and I thank you very much for. You know what, Jeff? I yep. can give you I can give you nice modern water slide for all the correct markings for that kit. Oh, I love it. I'd love it. Yeah. Great. That'll there be good. Go. And then you know what? You know what? The grandchildren will think he's even more of the cool, <clears throat> the cool grandfather. Those grandkids have no idea what that is. It's from 1985. I know, but it looks neat. It looks it's gonna look neat. Grandpa built it, so they're gonna think yeah. it's awesome. Well, yeah. it's, yeah, like a, it's a classic mech with the a bell bottom trouser pant leg. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well it was it was a it's a flying mobile suit, so it has to have really big turbines, right? Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. 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 So well, I was explaining we were chatting before, right? So this this is the um it's from the nineteen eighty five Zeta Gundam TV show, which is our arguably one of um one of the better ones and, and my f- personal favorites. And it it belongs to ace pilot Amro Ray and, and he's at this point in the story right they're they're hidden in africa and he's part of this caraba resistance outfit right and so the markings will say like caraba air force and um oh, i've got cool. beautiful web um water slide decals the modern ones so you can get all the right things for it if, I, i'm happy to give them to you too oh that'd be great anthony thank you very much yeah it's not a bad but, kit no it's not bad you know it's just it's not like everybody was going on about how uh, not everybody. Well, Some one people were. On one guy was. How horrible it was. And I'm not, it's not horrible. It's no. It's my surprise. It's, just it's, a, it's a product of its time. There's lots of seam lines, but I mean, that's yeah. nothing new to any model builder out there. And yeah. they, they hadn't figured out how to give you good separation yet between the pieces. Like we were, we were mentioning, for example, the legs, you have to sandwich them together to complete them. Yes. I, I'm at that stage. They've changed the, so that makes it a bit harder for painting them, right? Because you can't get them in a nice sub-assemblies. Now, yeah. later on, um, even in that decade, that decade in the 80s, they fi- Bondi figured out how to have separation between sort of the top leg, the foot, the bottom leg. So they're so much easier to paint, right? But right. you're up for the challenge, I think. I am. Yeah. Given what I just finished, I mean, I'm up, this, this is nothing. This is, this is nothing. yeah. And you know what? And then... If you get once you once you wet once you wet your appetite, some of the new stuff is just absolutely amazing. You know, and you got to remember that was like a mid eighties kit, and they were oh, yeah. miles ahead of the molding technology over anything North America had at the time. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's gotten only only better. And like like I built that one. I'm trying to remember what the name of the one I built was, and I converted it to like a German, well, the Shaitan. African. Yeah, I yeah. I converted it to a. It was one one four four, but I converted it to a seventy second scale. You know, and I made I, I made a funny little diorama with it. It was good fun. Yeah, similar. Yeah, I think kid. it was a similar age, and yeah, nine, that was like an early nineties. Nineties, and again, still went together beautifully. Yeah, they had figured and, out how to give you yeah. part separation in terms of the sub assemblies yeah. there, and, and but that kit has really the, the DJ kit you're building. I think has really great proportions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, if you sa- if you smash anything, I've got a, a kit you can you can be a parts donor for you. Uh, there you I, go. I, I'm doing the best I can not to smash anything. No, don't don't smash it. Maybe you can bring it with you to Erichcon. Put it in the. I always uh, do that. Put it in the judging table. I think you should. 
Oh, definitely. I it, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if you do it either way, I did want to point out we were mentioning the Jet Aircraft Museum. Um, mm-hmm. They actually today, yesterday, and today, they had their yes. official premiere of the Ukrainian MiG twenty nine. They actually have a nose section of a MiG twenty nine. So they actually, really cool. Yeah, they acquired it and they restored it to the color of the demonstration team uh, that visited us here, including in in London for the air show in ninety two, and it was great. Um, yeah, because it was just like after they achieved independence. Yeah, so it was on today on Saturday. But you know, the museum's going to be the nose is there. The museum's, you know, open to the public. Um, we're hoping we might see them at our model show. We're reaching out to them, see if we can get a table there. And they're, you know, Excellent. they're soliciting, um, you know, funds to help help people in Ukraine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a it, it's a great thing. And they've got some flying aircraft, including a couple they're restoring. You know, so if you are in the London area, make sure uh, you you basically check that out as well. And I've I have put a link in the show notes. I didn't piece. realize you're reaching out to them for the show, but I can certainly <clears throat> do that. I'm a member now because of well, that's what I'm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell you yet, but that's on your, that's on your to 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 do list. We didn't have a show meeting. We didn't have a show meeting yet. So when you say we're reaching out to them, you mean the royal we, the royal we, the royal we, yeah, the royal we, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, no, that's that's good. All righty. So Anthony, that's you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I think every time I've come on, which has been a little bit sporadic, right? I've been talking about You're a busy my busy guy. You're a busy what, guy. You got kids. What can we my say? My guilt list of, yeah. of stalled out projects. List of so, guilt. Yeah. And I've been obsessively working my way through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I think last time I was on, I finished my lightning, and uh, the, uh, the, I've put that away. And the next one I'm working on, which is now at the decal stage, which is great. You know, that's like the uh, light at the end of the tunnel for for most people i think and uh yeah it's, it's another gundam kit it's a one to 144th isaac so it's like an ewak uh zach and it has like a giant ray dome I'll, I'll give you a picture to put up there and i'm doing it in the titans test team livery so it's kind of an interesting uh mashup uh, yeah it's kind of it was a major conversion so this is a the original kit um with the ray dome version zach was from 86 i think just the year after the kit you're working on there jeff very yeah. primitive, primitive. Um, it forced you to put together, you know, the legs as one piece and whatnot. And what I did was I, of course I bought that kit years ago. I'd had it in my stash and just thought it was such a cool design, but knowing the limitations of the kit, I, there was a, um, another kit that was newer, um, that had the same chassis called a Hyzac. So, and that was maybe the early 2000s. So I decided, okay, I'm going to merge um you know the newer more modern kit that has you know parts you can take apart to to paint sub-assemblies with and merge it with the old uh, vintage kit parts and um so i started that 20 years ago and it's been in a box kind of halfway there is that kind of what yeah i i remember this one now i'm just sharing a screen with the guys yeah, there we go. Yeah, there you go. It's yeah, cool, right? It has a big radome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I remember yeah. this one. Yeah. Has some really interesting, has like giant uh, propellant tanks on the bottom. Um, so I, I did a couple neat things too. I added like a Stutzer pack on the front, which is like extendable arms. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, they, they kind of t- turned out pretty well. And just the modification of putting the old stuff, I kind of used um, ball joints mm-hmm. uh, to, to merge different parts together. And uh, yeah, I painted it up. I'm doing a little bit of a different thing. Uh, and uh, yeah, put, putting the um, decals on, which is it's it's so close to the end, 
so yeah so another one I, I think i'll have it ready for heritage con so i'm now i'm down i think about five into that like the the list of uh stalled out guilt-induced projects uh well, guilt-inducing well, that, that one you showed pictures of the you were just talking about the the one you did in the brown scheme oh yeah the lightning that was fantastic that was, thanks yeah i was really that happy was, you did a great job on that <laughs> You. thanks i can't wait to show it to you guys in person it, it did turn out really well that's gonna be great yeah so you have to make sure you send us some up, up-to-date pictures of that one of this one for the show I this will. week yeah, yeah. That's, that's great oh huh? and of course a few years ago they released a new toolkit well that thing. happens to you as well right i know it's <laughs> it's the same for all of us right as soon as that happens no, they, 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 you know they basically say what anthony what's anthony working on okay now we can do this yeah. <laughs> what's anthony and ian working on exactly all right Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Maybe we'll see the Heritage Con, and as we already said, we're also going to see at Heritage Con our good friend Sean from Sean's Custom Model Tools. And here's the latest ad from them. Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's Custom Model Tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Microsole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is. Uh, purposely designed for the microscale set and sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95, you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base, and they actually have little magnets on it, so it helps keep them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time, and I can well recommend them. Let's talk a bit about those Goodman Model Super Sanding Blocks, namely the Value Pack Combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, just an amazing set. Uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a, a sanding, super sanding block stand for it, which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier, helps, helps things keep it organized. The other thing, too, is they have, they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes it's basically a 3d printed thing you put spools of your tapes it's got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it and it's a really really good design uh, so yeah works out really well and yours for $19.95 so check out these and other amazing deals at seanscustommodeltools.com and uh, also on facebook and tell them that the scale model podcast sent you Okay, things we've seen. I know uh, Terry posted a couple here. Uh, Catalyst, Catalyst Creation. Uh, so this is by uh, George and Terry. Uh, this is the Zeker from Space Academy. I remember this show when I was a kid. Uh, so this is the uh, Zeker base kit 3D printed 250 solid window mastered by Carl Darby. Interior kit available for 50 bucks mastered by Randy Cooper includes a vacuum canopy. Oh, wow. uh, those of you of a certain age will remember this show. Um, you know, I remember being a kid, you'd, you'd, you'd convert little elastics and mark them up with your paint and oh, yeah. pen, and you could make I don't know what this is, but I know who Randy Cooper is. And I, <laughs> this will be a great, fantastic kit. So, Space Academy was a Saturday morning live uh -huh. action TV show. And uh -huh. again, late 70s, you would have had to been a certain age um i will share probably more like well jeff would have been too old you may have been too young 
Yeah. I was I was more interested in girls and cars by then. By then, yeah, I would think you would have been. So Space Academy, you know, it was kind of a knockoff from Star Wars. Okay. And they also yeah. this was an it was actually an it was actually a spin-off from one called Jason of Star Command. And <laughs> they did you know, yeah, and they did like you know, they did a bunch of episodes. I think they went for two or three seasons. It was a half an hour thing, got all solved. You know, everything got solved in half an hour. Um, you know, but awesome. yeah, it was it was the uh, and again, it was known for you know some pretty good sci-fi at the time. Mm-hmm. So there's there's what the craft looked like, the Zekers. They were like a yeah. little, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so oh, if I could find a better picture of yeah, one. kind of part of that wave of um, you know, Star Wars inspired science yeah, fiction exactly yeah. exactly so star trek probably too right played some yeah there we go a little more a little more simplistic because it was yeah. cheap tv with no but, budget yeah what else is interesting is they also used the design of this on another same production company did a series called arc 2 and it was basically a large rv and they based it on the zeker design as well basically took the one-to-one model they used for you know getting oh, out of it and they added yeah. wheels to the damn thing and <laughs> seriously I I see pictures of that prop, yeah like, yeah. like the, i said vehicle it, prop. yeah so if you're of a certain age you would remember um mm-hmm. yeah you would you, you would remember it let me see if i can find the image of arc 2 for our viewers here of course now there's a game called arc 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 2 yeah. oh there it is there it is there you go. It looks a There's lot a like uh, it looks a lot like that vehicle from that film. Damnation Alley, different, Damnation different Alley, idea. Yeah, yeah. same idea. Sort of armored car. Yeah, yeah, same idea. Well, actually, here we go. There, there's, there's, there's both of them together very close yeah. yeah so you have to be of a certain age you go down to wonderfest talk to folks about my age about that and yeah. they'll tell you all about it they'll they'll basically talk your ear off oh for so, sure that stuff is so popular i like know the, it was the eagle the eagle yeah from space 1999 that. things i've never heard of or seen and and all, in that all these dedicated fans right yep and then the next one yeah. is you're so young anthony you're just so I young know. i know we can't take them anywhere <laughs> so our buddies george george waldron and tobias uh they've they're coming out with a regular one space station uh-huh. star trek to the wrath of con one one thousandth that's cool scale that is cool yeah, it's interesting you read the story about it it's the it's the it's like the same space station from the first movie turned upside down yeah basically <laughs> oh, yeah okay yeah yep. if exactly from the motion Looks picture that way too yeah the station where kirk beams on board and then he takes the travel pod to the enterprise and yeah mm-hmm. they eventually for budgetary reason they said hey we could flip this over I love it. <laughs> Model makers, hey, right? Like they yeah. understand economy, right? Exactly. And they understand uh making things happen in a short budget. Yeah. And and you hear all those really neat stories from the model makers uh yeah. working uh, you mm-hmm. know in those tight timelines yeah. and yep. Yeah. Oh, I should right. point out Terry mentioned here, uh Catalyst says they are working on our arc two in one twenty-fourth scale. Yeah. Details to follow. So yeah, uh Terry says this one's really nicely molded and cast, the regular one. Okay. So also, uh, you know, coming back to people listening to us on the podcast, we have to remember this more, Jeff. I, I want, know. A, I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. I want a million. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, um, what? They don't hear that part. They never do. Anyway, I got as a nice surprise. I was actually having an absolutely crappy day on Wednesday mm-hmm. and came home because it was a bit of an ice storm and everything. And in the mailbox was a package from our good friends at Above and Below Graphics, cool. who we talk about a lot and rightly so. 
Um, they were listening to me on the podcast and uh, they sent me a goodie bag. Well, actually, all of us a little bit of a goodie bag. So I had mentioned and I got a couple of pictures here, but the first one is someone requested, actually. So, you know, um, as we know, there's been some incidents with uh, Chinese weather balloons. <laughs> and other such assorted things. So someone apparently, one of their other customers, they wanted kill markings because, of course, all the memes have been coming out. So our friends at Fantastic Plastic, they actually produced an F-22 Raptor, an F-16, kill flags and nose arts in two scales. Um, and so basically each of these, if you zoom them up a little bit, you'll see that it's got eight Chinese balloon kill markings, mm -hmm. six flying saucers, uh, the Goodyear blimp, and then for nose art, um, it shows an F-22 firing what looks like missiles, but they're actually pushpins. <laughs> and a bit of nose art with a dog. It looks like he's leaping for a Frisbee, but it's actually a flying saucer. Yeah, this I is amazing. It. Yeah. So it. so we may have to, you know what? I'm I'm wondering if on his if on his uh, Gundam Jeff's building, we should maybe maybe put a kill marking or two on it. Uh no, so this, no, no, no. Not no. that one because I mean that's just a that's just so beautifully tied to the whole Chinese thing. The, oh, I know, but it's you know what this means now is I got to buy myself an F twenty two. So yep, I, so I was thinking the same yeah. thing. But you yeah. know what else they have here? They also <laughs> gave us, they also gave us six decals and two scales, six decals mm -hmm. in each scale of our logo, the Scale Model Podcast oh, man, logo. Awesome. So we'll have to do something like that. So they also is heard the, me. Is that the logo that somebody else has been stealing from us? Yeah, That's we'll talk about that. <laughs> We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Well, a, a similar logo Anthony discovered. Yeah. And there goes and there goes that potential sponsorship down the toilet. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. um, but they also heard me saying, because I've I've I haven't had a chance to work on it this year, but I've been doing last year. I started a series with the Brofdale stash of doing a lot of just simple knock them together, but what if builds of 172nd scale aircraft? But I've been doing what ifs. Mm -hmm. Like what if what if the uh, what if we bought the F sixteen or what if you know different different sort of things? So mm -hmm. I was running short on some RCAF de de decals, both low vis and high vis, because I've done some sci fi. I did a YF nineteen, mm -hmm. um, and I got a couple other uh, macros kits on the way. I'm going to do so again. He was nice enough. He he gave me two sheets of one seventy second scale uh, RCAF, both sixteen inch and twenty four inch roundels. And awesome. then See, the key, the key with this stuff is you don't actually ask anybody for anything. No, you just whine. You just whine a little bit. And then... I'm going to be asking for these. These are amazing. Yeah. If you I need know. some, let me know. Yeah. If you need some. Maybe. And then the other thing they shipped to us uh, for review, because we talked about last time for the one three fiftieth scale destroyers and that they've got anti-skid markings for the three fiftieth scale ships. And I mentioned, I have a Fletcher I have to build. So they sent a sample of that. So we're going to be doing a full, a full review on that. And the other one, under my Canadian what ifs, and they've had this one out for a while, is what if the Canadian Air Force bought Osprey V twenty two Ospreys to use mm -hmm. for SAR search and rescue in the bright in the bright yellow, and they did yeah. a they did a decal sheet. So he sent me that as well. So again, thank you to above and below. Um, you can find all that and more on their website. Now they are on taking a vacation till March the fifth, mm -hmm. um, but after that, they will be available again for ordering. 
and just amazing decals. As Jeff mentioned, he's used them before in many projects. Many guys in our in our club have used them. They're just nice. awesome, especially Canadian subjects, but you can get whatever. They will do some custom work, depending what it is. Um, but yeah, this was these were great. And like I said, great sense of humor. I, I love the Goodyear Blimp one because apparently last Saturday at the Daytona 500, the Goodyear Blimp was up. And uh, from what I understand, the Air Force did a flyby. So they have this LED sign and they put on the LED sign, don't shoot. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, which I think is obvious. That's terrific. Fantastic. So again, yeah. thank you to the team at uh, Above and Below Graphics for your very kind generosity. I'm going to share some of these out. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah. And this very just great. means they're just they're just trying to also get me to build that to build that 350 of Fletcher because they know the photo etch that's in there. Jeff's looking forward to seeing me, seeing me being tortured, swearing at that, you know, but oh, is it, well, I know, but they're more and more, they got, they got 3d printed stuff for some of it. I'll still have to do the rails. Sold that one to you. I yeah. Sold yeah. I know. That's one of the ones I, I stupidly bought it. So bought it. I know it wasn't like you gave it to me. I stupidly bought it. Mm. Well, um, I, I sold, this is the one that I sold from that stash that I was working for yep. the members and, uh, and the money all went to, um, um, Models for heroes, for heroes. And, and, the and, and the air cadet. So yeah, oh, worked out well. Yep. No, I think it was. I think it was good. So, so yeah. So that's about what's happening there. I did. There is two kits going to be winging its way across. Our good friends at Neo Tokyo, um, Peter and our club who works there said they were able to get a hold of. They could finally order some Hasegawa stuff, um, nice. including some Macross stuff. So there's a VF11 and a VF21 in 172nd scale going to be making its way over very um, cool birds yeah for the stash again i might do canadian what ifs for both of them just to have some fun oh, with them because the yf19 people really liked and it was it mm -hmm. was it was good fun as well so alrighty. so the last word unless anyone else has anything to mention I don't Nothing know. for me. Yeah. No, I, I've spent this whole this whole time trying to build this little gun. This see, uh, he's he, he's thing. we've sucked him in, Anthony. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm realizing that you have to be really careful because all the parts are kind of handed in a way. Yeah, like you, yeah, you can't yeah. just sort of slam things together. They they they're designed to fit only one way. So. Yep, exactly. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. It's getting there. It's getting there. There you go. And yeah. you know, as we say, Neo, Neo Tokyo does have a. I believe a 10% discount for club members, Jeff, and they have a lot of other ones. Just saying. I do need to They're, get out to Neo Tokyo. Yeah, they got they also got God Hand Sanders in, by the way. There's our unofficial. Oh, those are great. Yeah. Yeah, they got those. They, those I know awesome. Peter mentioned they got some more in, and they're absolutely awesome. All right. So we are going to mention our good friends at Return to Kit Form over in Australia, Brett and uh Brett and Company. Um Always good stuff for your macro stuff, home of the cut canopy masking sets. For the Hasegawa Macross kit, so, so I may be putting out an order to them. They've also got a range of 172nd scale resin kits. They're also your international kit distributor for our good friend John Moscato at hmm. Moscato Hobby Models. We, we should we should uh, remind everyone too that John is uh, the creative mind behind our 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 logo logo yes. for for scale model podcast. Yes, he right? is. He nicely made that up. Yeah. For us. And yeah. we should also point out that our good friends at Model Paint Solutions, uh, Anthony kind of noticed the logo <laughs> looks, their new Facebook logo looks kind of similar. Something so, jumped uh, out at me. Yeah, I'm going to reach out and wind them up. He's, you know what, they're, they're a good friend over there. Dr. Yeah. Strange probably has been on the show. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know it what? Was a great it might, interview. You know what? If we, if if our logo looks similar, it might drive traffic to each other's sites. So hey, why not? 
uh, the challenge would be, you know, we could get all excited about it and then find out that he had his first. So well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to be careful of that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly what I'm saying. So uh, last but yeah, so their website, uh, return the number two kitform.com out in Australia where the weather always seems to be nice unless mm -hmm. it's raining and floods and, you know, then it's, then it's, then it's not so nice. All right. And sadly, we're not going to have a sign off, a sign off by Anthony or by Terry this week. So mm -hmm. Anthony, you're going to finish the sign off. If you want to add something, thinking. yeah, give it some, give it some thought. Don't let the smoke come out. You know, I say. You got you got something in mind here as oh, the audience. Oh my goodness! Right? Yeah, I know. Sorry, I know. That's all right. That's the all bank's right. Bank's empty. Well, if not, <laughs> if not, no worries. I'll come up with something later. All right. Sure. So for episode one eleven of the Scale Model Podcast, my name is Stuart Clark. I'm Jeff Highland. And I'm Anthony Goodman. Keep building those kits. There you and go. There you go. There you go. go. <laughs> or, 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 awesome. I, 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 I can also say that introduce someone new to a Gundam kit. Yeah, sure. If you want, thank you, and it's be kind ready. of fun.